The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Bill Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. about this time of year, I always wish I could make a personally conducted tour of your home. Winter's practically around the corner, and I'd like to make sure that all your linoleum floors are properly protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. If you've never used glow coat, you'll really appreciate this tough wax protection. For one thing, you'll find it so much easier to keep your floors always clean and nice looking. When the children or the delivery boy track in mud and dirt, or when you spill something, you don't have to perform a major cleaning operation. You simply wipe it surface of your floor with a damp cloth. And right away, it's clean again. Its color is bright and beautiful. Easy to use? Glow Coat certainly is. There's no rubbing or buffing. Just apply it, then let it dry. Glow Coat shines as it dries. How about that? Don't you think it's a good idea to protect and beautify your linoleum and other floors with Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat? Well, now that the meat markets are again echoing to the happy laughter of contented butchers, a roast in the oven is not something you have to hide from the neighbors, like Aunt Sarah taking snuff. Meet two people at 79 Westful Vista right now who have a roast in the oven. Yes, we mean Fibber McGee and Molly. Boy, don't that meat smell good. I haven't flung a fang into a hunk of beef for so long, I'm almost getting to like vegetables. Ooh, isn't that a horrible thought? <laughs> you always like salads. Salads you can doctor up so it don't taste like vegetables. Hey, did you get a roast big enough? My dear boy, a five-rib roast of beef is enough for six people. That's for me, kiddo. I'm so meat-hungry, I snapped at a fat Airedale yesterday. <laughs> See, I was thinking, dearie, why don't we have someone over for dinner? Maybe Dr. Gambler, Mayor Latrivia? Ah, they're so busy tying the feed bag on Fifi Tremaine, they wouldn't have time to... Hey! Yeah? <laughs> I got a great idea. <laughs> What's the shutter for? <laughs> That's just an automatic reaction to any great idea of yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, but this is a Lulu. <laughs> Look, let's ask Gamble and the trivia over for dinner. And Fifi Tremaine. <laughs> Can't you picture them two Romeos fighting to pass her the salt? Say, McGee, I think you have a very good idea there. Huh? You do? Yes. Ooh. I think it would be a nice, hospitable gesture to Miss Tremaine. She's new in town, and I'd like to... Me too. I'd like to see a hairpin that can make two middle-aged college graduates act like high school sophomores on a hayride. Now listen, don't you fall in love with her too, dearie. Don't you worry your little head, Snooky. I just took a, I just took up your option for another hundred years. <laughs> Besides, she's an actress, and I don't go for actresses. They go into deathbed scene every time they pull a run in their socks. Say, how do you know so much about actresses? Is there some chapter in your life I skipped? No, I think I skipped one. <laughs> Do you remember all the years I was in vaudeville with old Fred Nittany from Star Rock, Illinois? <laughs> I saw enough female acrobats, magicians' assistants, and Hepburn imitators to 
last me seven lifetimes. <laughs> I always says that I just... Come in. Oh, hi, Ella Trivi, old man. I was just going to call you up. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hey, Molly. Hello, McGee. Uh, what were you going to call me about? You know my policy against fixing traffic citations. Just because the city runs and slaps a fire plug in all the good parking places... Don't mean I'm always the taxpayer that gets caught, Latrive. <laughs> we want to ask you over for dinner tonight, Your Honor. Well, thank you. I'm There's afraid... a deep roast in the oven that would make a cattle rustler bite his branding iron, Mr. Mayor. How's about it, Latrivia? Strictly informal. Green tie and tennis shoes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friends, there's nothing I would rather do, believe me. But I have a council meeting tonight that I simply must attend. Ah, skip that burglar's convention and come on over. <laughs> We're going to... Fifi Tremaine, too. Really? Miss Tremaine? Well, now, I... Uh, you... Uh, no. No, it's impossible. Thank you very much, anyway. You better consider it, Mr. Mayor. Rare roast beef, brown potatoes, bacon powder biscuits, mixed green salad, coffee, pumpkin pie, and Miss Tremaine. Ah, those are dishes. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a horrible decision to have to make. Possibly I can get over here later in time to escort Miss Tremaine home. Oh, yeah? That's what you think. Take my advice, Latrivia, and be here. He means the doctor No, 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 I'm sorry, really sorry. This council meeting is extremely important. Councilman McAdam wants 14th Street repaved with concrete. McAdam? No concrete. He says that... Well, if Councilman Concrete wants McAdam... It isn't Councilman Concrete. It's McAdam. He wants the... No. No, thank you. I have no desire to get embroiled in one of those things today. Thank you for the invitation, Molly. Well, we're sorry you can't make it, Latrive. Some other time, maybe. I hope so. Good day. Good day, Your Honor. Well, that kind of ruins my plans, kiddo. I don't think we ever did tell him that Dr. Gamble was coming. If he'd only known that... What? Gamble coming? Sure, that's why we were... Set a place for me, Molly. I'll be here. Ah, well. That guy can change his statements faster than a politician. What am I saying? He is a politician. Billy Mills in the orchestra and Nola.
I just talked to Miss Tremaine on the telephone. She's going to be here for dinner. Well, how about Doc Gamble? Why don't you call him? Okay, hand me the phone. Why don't you just reach over and pick it up? Better dialogue this way. Oh. Here. Hello, operator. Give me the Whistle Vista Receiving Hospital. Yeah. I don't know why they call it the receiving hospital when most of their work is deliveries, but... <laughs> what, operator? Oh, hi, Mert. How's every little thing, Mert? Oh, dear. What say, Mert? Your mother got her hand caught in a what? Seven days. What happened to Myrtle's mother? Playing bridge and got her hand caught in a finesse. <laughs> what say, Mert? Okay, connect me. Be sure and tell the doctor. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mert. Hi, Doc. This is Fibber McGee. We want you to come over for dinner tonight. We're having roast beef. But trivia's coming, too. Oh, you can't, eh? Well, I'm sorry you can't make it. Okay, boy, you're the doctor. But look, kid, Beefy's going to be here. Goodbye. Why are you looking at your watch? I want to see how long it takes him to call back. <laughs> He's so... Hello? Okay, about 7.30. He'll be here. Now, look, McGee, if you're planning on any deviltry, getting those two men to fighting or something, now, please forget it. Oh, well, Chuck, just a little good-natured driving, isn't no. it? No. Okay, okay. The situation is fraught anyway, without any help from me. This will be the big... Come in. It's just me, Mrs. McGee, Elsie Mercer from the Beauty Saloon. Oh, hello, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. I'll take the compact. <laughs> All right, here it is. Thank you, Elsie. I hope it wasn't too much trouble. Oh, not in the least likely, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Anyways, it was such a nice day for a walk, I thought I'd go out for my daily conversational. The word is constitutional, Elsie. Not the way I do it, Mr. McGee. I'm a regular talkie-walkie. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, I just love to go for a long walk in the rain. It's a kind of poetic or something. Yeah, but Elsie, dear, it isn't raining. Well, they're washing the windows on the Wistful Vista Trust building, which is almost the same thing. <laughs> I walk four times. You like to walk, honey? Well, frankly, no, Elsie. No, I think it's the worst way to get any place that was ever invented. Me too. I had a job once delivering mail back in Peoria. My feet got so tired, people complained I wasn't giving them civil service. <laughs> got fired. They let me keep my uniform and mail pots, though. Yeah, like so many government jobs, you get left holding the bag. <laughs> Did you ever have a government job, Elsie? A product Mrs. McGee. I used to run the beauty shop in the Pentagon building. Oh, in Washington. Yeah, and did I have customers. The biggest society women in Washington used to come over to my shop all the time. No kidding. To have their hair done? Not use the telephone. Oh. <laughs> my, those Washington women always look so well-groomed, don't they, Elsie? Especially those lady congressmen. You know, I saw that Mrs. Bilt from our district in the paper today, and her hair was such a beautiful blonde. Is that natural, Elsie? I'm sorry, Mrs. McGee, but in Washington, that's known as a top secret. <laughs> Besides, she swore me not to tell when I bleached it for her the first time. <laughs> well, we don't want you to break any promises, Elsie. It kills me, though, the trouble some women go to stay beautiful. I'm glad men don't have to go through uh, all ho, that. Ho, 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 now. Some men are just as bad as women, McGee. Oh. Aren't they, Elsie? You never spoke to her, honey. I've got a gentleman friend. Which he's all the time admiring his hands. And he spends all afternoon on his nails. Spends all afternoon on his nails? My gosh, he must be a dude. No, a carpenter. <laughs> he, he sits on a keg and plays gin rummy. <laughs> I got 
now. Goodbye. You know, dearie, that girl understands people pretty well. She's nobody's fool. Yeah, give her time. <laughs> She'll get married one of these days. Hey, ain't that roast about done? Nowhere near. Say, uh, you don't think they'll expect cocktails tonight, McGee? No, no, the trivia don't drink. And you know what Doc Gamble says about drinking. No, what does he say? He says it makes such fools of people, and most people are such fools to begin with, that it's compounding a felony. <laughs> Well, that sounds exactly like the doctor. Yeah. He's always... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junie. What's the matter? If you're sniffing at my shaving lotion, it's what you give me for Christmas. <laughs> no, I'd swear I smelled a roast beef cooking. I remember that smell from years back. <laughs> That's what it is, all right, Mr. Wilcox. Dr. Gamble and Mayor Latrivia are coming to dinner tonight. And Miss Fifi Tremaine. Oh, yes, I've met her. Wonderful woman. What's she like, Junie? Well, I'd say Miss Tremaine was charming, beautiful, well-groomed, and highly intelligent. Hmm. That don't leave much unless she also does leather tooling and watch repairing. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of smooth, eh? Oh, yes, a very cosmopolitan woman. That's what I judged from some of her subscribers. <laughs> well, well, look, I don't want to keep you kids when you're busy here. Okay. I just dropped in to read this wire from Racine. Ooh. Listen, uh, Harlow Wilcox, representative, S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated, makers of glow coat, which gives your linoleum and other floor coverings that beautiful glossy effect. Wistful Vista. <laughs> there it says, uh, expecting you, Racine, next week. Big celebration. Ooh. Signed. S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated, makers of glow coat, which shines as it dries in 20 minutes or less to a bright, gleaming finish, Racine, Wisconsin. Western Union must love those guys, Waxy. <laughs> Seven-word telegram with seven minutes of signature on it. My gosh, they use up three miles of telegraph wire just for the address. That's not what bothers me about the wire, Mr. Wilcox. Huh? Is, uh, is that all it says? Oh, yeah, how about... Oh, that? no, no, there's a postscript here. It says, uh, P.S. Bring the McGee. Oh. <laughs> Signed, Glowcoat, which gives you linoleum okay, and... Okay, okay. <laughs> we know who it's from. You told us. Yes, and we'll be there next week, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, swell. Well, I've got a scram now. Spaniel Eyes and I are entertaining at dinner tonight, too. I promised I'd get home and lend her a hand with it. Well, good for you. Do you cook, Mr. Wilcox? No, not much, but I told her I'd help her get the stuff out, spread it around on the floor. And... Spread the food on the floor? Why, that's the most... No, 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 no. The Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Oh. Leaves a beautiful, glossy oh, effect. Okay, 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 okay. You gotta go now, Junior. <laughs> well, I hope your dinner is a success. Oh, it will be. We're going to the best restaurant in town. Restaurant? Well, then, uh, why spend that time slicking up your kitchen linoleum, Mr. Wilcox? Well, gee whiz, suppose as we went out the front door, a burglar should sneak in the bank. Can I, a Johnson's wax representative, afford not to have a bright, gleaming linoleum? Why, I'd be the laughing stock of the underworld. <laughs> You know, I could get to resent that guy if I wasn't naturally tolerable. And if it wasn't for a few other things, such as coming the mail once a week. <laughs> Usually a little late. If it'll get your mind off the sweetheart, you can help me set the table. Okay. Now, let me see. Put those solid almonds over there on... Oh, boy, if that's them, they're early. Come in. Oh, for goodness sake, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> Hi, Wimp, old man. Have a chair. No, thank you, Mr. Treaty Face. That's my big old wife. 
Easy Face has been practicing drop-kicking ever since the football season opened. Oh. Well, what's that got to do with your not sitting down, Mr. Wimple, as if I didn't have a sneaking suspicion? <laughs> she lost her footsie ball up on the roof and drop-kicked me up there to throw it down again. Well, you ought to get your private flying license for that, Wimp. You've learned to fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> How's everything else around your house, Mr. Wimple? Oh, just peachy, Mrs. McGee. Peachy dandy. I sold three greeting card verses yesterday, and they ordered lots and lots more. Oh, what kind of greeting cards, Wimp? You mean like Happy Easter to a brave little boy who just had his tonsils out? <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, something like that, Mr. McGee. I wrote a Thanksgiving card I thought was rather a tricky. Well, we, we'd love to hear it, Mr. Wimple, if it's not violating your copyright. It goes like this, Mr. McGee. Thanksgiving is a lovely day. Say, I like that. That's great, Wimp. It's concise and clear. There's more to it than that, Mr. McGee. Oh. Thanksgiving is a lovely day. Very nice. It rhymes with the first line. <laughs> That was the first line, Mrs. McGee. Oh. Don't stall, Wimp. Finish it. Thanksgiving is a lovely day. There is no holiday to beat it. When you have relatives all around, then give them the bird and make them eat it. That's beautiful, Wimp. Fine sentiment. Well, it's commercial, I think. Would you care to hear my verse about Christmas now? I'd love to, Mr. Wimple. All right. But I've got a roast in the oven. I'd better go see about it. It's called Christmas. To Christmas. That's nice. Well, I think I'd better go help Molly with the road. Oh, Christmas morn is a time of joys, of children making awful noise, slugging each other with their toys, their little faces glistening. When Santa brings them sleds and snow, a crashing into trees they go. Just try to sleep. They're screaming so. Oh, gee, nobody's listening. <laughs> Kingsmen sing on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. All aboard. Goodbye to the north. Goodbye to the south. And so long to the golden west. On boat or by train, by horseback or plane, we're off to the place we love best. On the boardwalk in Atlantic City, we will walk in a dream. On the boardwalk in Atlantic City, life will be peaches and cream. Into your arms, in the realm of 
rough one that you waited for. Romantic, enchanting, Atlantic City, down on the New Jersey shore. Well, I guess that's everything, McGee. Let me see now. Napkins, silver, ashtrays. Water. How about iodine? Iodine for what? With these sharp knives and Gamble and the trivia not taking their eyes off of Fifi Tremaine, somebody's bound to stab themselves. <laughs> well, they could eat from memory. <laughs> now let's see if... Oh, my gosh. My gosh, what is you... It's an ambulance. Stopping here. Huh? Come in. Oh, Heavenly God. day, Dr. Gamble, on a stretcher. Doc, are you hurt, boy? What? Oh, no. I just had my pants pressed and don't want to get them wrinkled. <laughs> Thanks very much, boys. Well, that was a very effective entrance, Doctor. It was in the interest of good grooming, my dear, not dramatic. Uh, is, uh, is she here yet? Who, Doc? Miss Tremaine. Oh, oh, oh Miss Tremaine. Yeah. No, she hasn't arrived yet, Doctor. Do sit down and be comfortable. Well, I'll sit down, but I doubt if I'll be comfortable. This collar is stiffer than a host at a bachelor dinner. <laughs> you sure are dressed up, Gargles. First time I ever saw you and you didn't look like an old seat cover. <laughs> don't, don't judge a man by his clothes, shout ahead. Look at Mahatma Gandhi, the leader of millions. And what does he wear? Horn-rimmed cheaters and a pillow slip. Very true, Doctor. My mother always used to say, beware of the man with razor-sharp creases. He's probably wanted by the city police. Yes, yeah, so by the way, uh, Mr. Maine... Why doesn't she come? Oh, just be patient, Doctor. Oh. She'll be here. It's still early. Yeah, maybe Latrivia stopped to pick her up. What? Do you really think he... No, 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 no. She's coming alone, Doc. <laughs> no, I was just kidding, Doc. Hey. hey, what if the mayor shows up in white tie and tails? He wouldn't dare. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's such a stickler for formality, you know, and... Hey, a police car. It's coming here. If this is a raid, McGee, I never saw you before. Hey. Thank you for the escort, men. Nice time, Your Honor. It's a pleasure and a privilege. McGee, it's Officer McClanahan. Throwing the boys and myself considered a great honor, Your Honor, to have the great honor of serving such a great Your Honor as Your Honor, Your Honor. Oh, my gosh. That apple politics. It's happy we are to serve such a great public leader as yourself. Uh. A man as fearless and as honest as the days are long. He being on a short shift this week. <laughs> the man who's come as mayor of this first city has been the finest example all right, all right, of... Thank, thank you, officer. You flatter me. You told me to flatter you, you small team. <laughs> I've got it rotten in black and white just as you give it to me at the station. Butter me up, you said. There's nothing impressive a lady like Bob and Perk and... That will do, McConaughey. You may go, all of you. And you can relax, Latrivia. Fifi's not here yet. Oh. Oh. Uh, good evening, Molly. Hello, McGee. Yes, sit down, Your Honor. I think you know Dr. Gamble. Yeah? How do you do, Doctor? How do you do, Mr. Mayor? We seem to meet rather often these days. Sort of coming and going, eh, Doc? Well, <clears throat> it's been a nice day, hasn't it? Delightful. Very pleasant. <laughs> You guys must bowl Fifi over with your snappy repartee. 
I suppose you've both been very busy lately. Yes, very. Yes, quite. <laughs> I got a piece of string if you two fellows want to play a game of Cat's Cradle. No, thanks. Thanks. Has Pete I want to be ready. It seems I want to be I'll get it. 79 with the Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mr. Maine. Uh, let me speak. Well, sit down. I'll... Sit down. Both of you. My wife will tell you if you wanted. What was that, Mr. Maine? Oh, sure, I realize how those things happen. Bring your friend along by all means. We'd love it. Goodbye, Mr. Maine. What goes, kiddo? Set another place at the table, McGee. Mr. Maine had a friend drop in suddenly from out of town. Is that Latrell? Phoebe's bringing a friend for you. Isn't that nice? You're the odd man here, Doctor. Mr. Maine is bringing a friend for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who'd she say it was, Molly? Anybody we know? No, just someone she met on an Army Camp USO tour. Oh. I didn't recognize the name. She said he was very well known overseas. He A man? Was. Yes. His name is Kilroy. Kilroy? Good heavens. <laughs> Kilroy here? Oh, this will be ridiculous. <laughs> little question. Name five different Johnson's wax polishes. There's taste and liquid wax, low coat, carnew, that's four. Can you guess the fifth? Why, Johnson's cream wax, of course. The newest member of the famous Johnson family that was especially developed for your furniture and woodwork. In appearance, it's a creamy white liquid and is different from oily furniture polishes as night from day. Cream wax contains several effective cleansing ingredients. It also contains genuine wax. So Johnson's Cream Wax not only removes dirt, spots, and fingerprints easily and quickly, it also leaves a beautiful satin-smooth wax luster on the surface. Dust and dirt won't cling to this smooth, non-oily wax finish. So an occasional light dusting is all that's needed to maintain the bright, wax-polished beauty. Can you imagine anything more perfect for your furniture, light and dark woodwork, tabletops, refrigerators, and kitchen equipment? Try it, won't you? Johnson's Cream Wax. Mr. Kilroy was a nice man, wasn't he, dearie? Yeah. Not in the class of Dr. LaCruz, but okay. Uh, incidentally, uh, what was his first name? Roy. Roy Kilroy. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Which one of the men took Mr. Maine home? Kilroy. Really? Mm-hmm. How did the mayor and the doctor feel about that? They wanted to. Wanted to what? Kilroy. Oh. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night when we'll be broadcasting from Racine, Wisconsin, where the Johnson Wax people are celebrating their 60th anniversary. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.